Welcome everyone to our Ignatian Conversations today, where we're focusing on the topic of the Ignatian Scholars Program at Loyola High School. Very excited to have a couple of the past presidents of that um, program with us, as well as the moderator. And throughout the conversation, we're gonna be diving into a little bit about what that program is, uh, some of the experiences of the students, and the ways that this connects to some of the other themes we've talked about in this series, especially discernment, uh, the idea of scholarship, and service as well. As we begin, I'll just have our uh, three uh, guests today say a little bit about uh, who they are, a little information about their relationship to Loyola and, uh, and the Ignatian Scholars Program. And I will begin uh, first with Mr. Marsh. Uh, thank you for the invitation, Bob. Uh, I am the director of the Ignatian Scholars Program, faculty moderator, and I also teach AP British Literature, AP Language hybrid course at the junior level. Excellent, so maybe uh, Nick, if you wouldn't mind saying a little bit about yourself. Yeah, thank you, I'm uh, Nick. I graduated from Loyola about a year ago and I'm at Columbia University now studying psychology and philosophy. Um, at Loyola, I was a four-year swimmer under Kevin Mann and Chris Gibson. And uh, as a senior, I was involved in student council and then got to lead the Ignatian Scholars Program for its first year. Great, thank you. Christian? Hello everyone, and thank you Mr. Stefan for having us all on, it's a pleasure. Uh, yeah, similarly, like Nick, uh, I was also the Ignatian Scholars President, but you know, I had the pleasure of serving this past year instead of two years ago. Um, and yeah, so you know, as such, I was a graduate of the class of 2020 and I'm headed off to Yale in the fall. Not sure what I want to study yet, but I'm sure I'll figure it out pretty soon. Um, and at Loyola, I was involved in, uh, you know, philosophy club, a meditation club. I was also on student council in my senior year and uh, did a number of other things in community service. I'm so excited to have both of you with us and your willingness to, to take the time after you've, you've kind of moved on from Loyola, but it's very much left your mark uh, in my experience uh, with, this, with this Ignatian Scholars Program and in so many ways. Uh, at the school. I'll turn it over now uh, to Mr. Marsh just to say a little bit about what, what is this program, this Ignatian Scholars Program, how it came about, uh, and what some of the goals are. And then I'll give uh, you two a chance to, to add in anything else that you might, might like to say. Sure, so the program was born out of a, a 2017 summer uh, professional development stipend that I was awarded to research writing centers. Um, so I did some interviews in the greater Los Angeles area, different administrators of different schools. And I discovered that a lot, at a lot of the best independent institutions, they had capstone writing programs. So that wasn't part of the original design of the writing center, but I noticed that uh, capstone writing seemed to be a, a pretty universal requirement at, at the best schools. And I'd also participated with these guys and others in a conference called the Archer Lit and Conference. Um, hosted by Brian Wogenson and a team of students at the Archer School. 
Um, and that also got me thinking about high-level research and high-level student critical engagement. I decided ultimately to try to merge the idea of capstone writing and writing center tutoring into a single program, which became the Ignatian Scholars Program. So it currently exists as an academic extracurricular with two different components, the multidisciplinary capstone research writing component, which is designed to promote scholarship and leadership, um, two of our graduate grad principles, and then the writing center tutoring component, um, which hopes to promote service and leadership as well. I love the program has these different components, right? That it, it's not just uh, about um, scholarship or research. It's not just about service, but it's able to, to combine the two. I think that's such a, a great example of the ways that it can connect with the history of Jesuit education, which has from its origin combined, you know, detailed study and scholarship with uh, the service of others. And I, I hadn't realized the origin actually began with researching different uh, writing programs. It's interesting to, to know in a great way that the, the program serves the loyal community. Is there anything else that uh, uh, Christian or Nick you'd like to add in that description uh, or how you would maybe talk about it, uh, the Ignatian Scholars Program? Uh, yeah, I would just add that uh, from my perspective, the history was that I was a junior in Mr. Marsh's class and he floated the idea of this new program that he was going to be starting with the opportunity to tutor um, your peers in writing at a high level and then also to engage in this capstone research process. And what was interesting about it, as much of it, it was a fun and awesome opportunity for a senior to do. It was completely extracurricular in its first iteration, which getting a group of seniors to um you know add to their list of responsibilities not only tutoring other students but also developing this extended research paper uh was a challenge and i think that part of the history of the program and the future is going to be integrating that process into the curriculum of loyola i know that uh, maybe Christian can talk about getting the transcript recognition on the program this year, but um, it's really gone from this extracurricular um, program to something that's part of the curriculum and that's going to expand, uh, I could see in the future, to different aspects of the greater Loyola experience. Yeah, totally. I can definitely speak to that. Um, and you know, like Mr. Marsh said, it, it's really about integrating like these two different parts. And you know, he started it a couple of years ago. And by that time, since I'm a grade you know below Nick, I was a sophomore, and I I really wasn't familiar with the program at all. Um, but you know, as I I was actually in Mr. Marsh's AP English class junior year, and that's really where you know, like he planted the seed in in our heads, and it sounded super interesting. So you know, I decided to you know take a further look into the program and. I realize that um, you know it's it's honestly a really unique opportunity because for seniors, especially heading into this super hyper competitive college admissions process, um, there's a lot of people that are left kind of scrambling to you know find something like really meaningful to do senior year that isn't you know like a, you know connected in some way to applying to a billion colleges. It's and you know for me at least, Ignatian Scholars was 
you know, a really meaningful project. And it was on top of a project, it was also a challenge because, you know, like Nick alluded to, um, you know, it, it is it is a little bit of a challenge kind of trying to balance all your responsibilities as a senior, as well as, you know, doing all, all the things that, that come with the program. So, um, yeah, but also like Nick said, I think it's more and more as we progress, becoming more and more a part of the culture of Loyola, which I think is really, really crucial. Um, and I think it's it's a really good pairing for both the students in the program and for Loyola, because like Mr. Marsh mentioned, not only is it really benefiting the seniors that are involved in the program, because you're getting such a high level of academic research experience, but you're also being able to tutor. And I think that's honestly a really, really valuable service that we've been able to provide these past two years. And then going along with that, we've also, you know, thanks to Mr. Marsh's hard work, uh, been able to get the transcript designation, which uh, which is really crucial as well, um, you know like I mentioned earlier in the college admissions process, just, just getting that little bit of recognition is important. You know, those, those are great uh, points to make. And I just a, a really uh, helpful reminder to keep in mind, like how much both of you and, and seniors in general, those going into senior year have on their plate already. And to take on this project to help create a new program, it, it was a serious commitment. Uh, uh, especially in the first year, but continuing uh, certainly into, into the second year. And it's from just kind of more outside perspective, it's been wonderful to see how the program has been developing and, and flourishing. I'm wondering if uh, you wouldn't, uh, you two wouldn't mind saying a little bit about what that experience was like for you. So I think we've set a great context that this is a lot, right? That there was, uh, being asked in the program and just in general of what you, you both already had on your plate in terms of what you were doing, is you have this opportunity to just reflect a little bit on your experience of being in that Ignatian Scholars program. What are some things that you might, uh, you might say um, from that experience? Anything that stands out to you? It doesn't have to kind of capture the whole experience, but just as you're kind of reflecting back on it now at this moment, some key things that you would, would share or a highlight for others that were important parts of your involvement in the program? Well, I think in any extended research project, getting the deadlines under control is the first task. And it was the Ignatian Scholars capstone project was different than any other high school assignment that I had experienced in that it was one assignment that took the span of the entire school year. And on top of that, you weren't working based on the curriculum in a specific class. You were really getting to choose the direction of your research um, alongside the guided help of one or two faculty advisors. And so I think that that was immensely valuable as a senior in high school to experience uh, a type of scholarship that was um, outside the traditional classroom, but still with the guided help of um, faculty mentors who have experiences in the fields that you were looking at. And so for me personally, I had Mr. Marsh and Mr. Johnson, a theology teacher at Loyola, as my two faculty advisors. And I really got to um, hear from their experiences, got feedback about my research process and develop a relationship. I mean, I already, had one with Mr. Marsh, but I'd never been in a classroom with Mr. Johnson. And you got the opportunity to develop this relationship through the process of scholarship. 
um, and learn from their expertise, give back in some way by bringing your research to them and then also bringing uh, later in the process samples of your writing, your abstract, um, your research packet, your first draft and getting a handle around an extended assignment process that to be honest is a lot more common in a college setting to have assignments that span over months where you're really um, spending a lot of time on each step in the process instead of um, I think a lot of high school assignments are designed to be done in a week or less so that was that was a really meaningful part of the capstone part of this process for me. Well, it's a great it's a great point. I love what you're sharing there, just about the ways that it gave you an opportunity to collaborate with with faculty members and faculty members in different areas and different departments and bringing ideas together uh, made you might very much an agent in in the process of of, of gathering knowledge and and also that point of uh, the extended nature of the timeline, right? And how challenging that is to really uh, manage uh, this whole project over the course of different semesters. And you know, you're in different courses sometimes from the fall to the spring, your schedules will shift as uh, other commitments are there. Um, but what an opportunity it is to develop exactly the kind of skills that you were, you were talking about, Nick, where it's like preparing for kind of that collegiate academic experience. So yeah, thank you for sharing those um, experiences. Uh, Christian, anything that you'd like to share or add? Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, I think Nick and I, while we have very similar experiences serving as, as president of, of the organization, we also have slightly different ones because I think, you know, especially this is true of every organization and, you know, every sort of program, but, you know, because it was started so recently, you know, it's going to get much, much better year to year, and it's going to be much, much better organized as we see certain flaws that, you know, we can, you know, sort of patch and, and, and move forward as a, a better, more tighter kind of collective. And uh, I think it, it was a very, very similar process that, that I had in a very similar experience to Nick's, where we definitely had all these deadlines, and you had to meet them in order to, you know, stay consistent with the program. Um, and, you know, part of that was, uh, very similar, but also a little bit different this year was that there was a little bit more oversight, uh, I think, for my year, where we had a little bit more, um, you know, how would I say, I think, I think there was a little bit more guidance with, with Mr. Marsh, I think, did a great job this year of, you know, making sure that every single person uh, was hitting those deadlines and every single person was able to, you know, meet with their faculty advisors and get the necessary, uh, you know, research done, the necessary review by their faculty advisor in order to move forward together. There really was no one left behind, and that was like a, a really important part of the program that I love to see this year. Um, and you know, and speaking to that, um, yeah, the faculty advisor bit. I had the, the the thing that changed this year as well was that Mr. Marsh and Dr. Vella actually worked with every single student. Um, you know, I think that, Nick, this is true of your year, right, where you you could pick and choose and Mr. Marsh and Bella didn't work with you, right? Every yeah, year. that's right. Right. So, yeah, Mr. Marsh and Dr. Bella made made it a you know, really good effort to sit down with every single student, make sure they're the ones kind of being the general overseers of their project, um, while at the same time, each student had their more, you know, specific and targeted faculty advisor that speaks more to their specific discipline. 
um, you know, in order for them to get that more intimate contact with Mr. Martian and, and Dr. Vella doing the more overall kind of management, which was, which is a really good operation. Yeah, Christian is correct, actually, but we built in a lot more oversight this past year, so the deadlines were more fixed. There were deadlines that were more frequent, and I had uh, more mandated contact with faculty advisors and submission of notes from the meetings with faculty advisors, et cetera. The program owes a huge debt to Dr. Vela, who did come on as a research consultant this year. So he met with every single Ignatian scholar in September about their research direction, and then I met with all the scholars at the beginning of spring semester about early draft versions of the paper. So uh, we collaborated in that sense on helping guide the students more formally through the process this year. But we wanted to retain a student-centered focus for certain, right? Like, as Nick said, we wanted the long-term deadlines. We wanted the process to feel collegiate and student-centered, perhaps with a little more internal guidance and a little more formal engagement with the faculty advisors. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll just add to that very quickly. Um, yeah, it was definitely, you know, not at all a, you know, like the advisors are doing the work for you. You definitely had to have your own stuff going into those meetings. And if you didn't, then, you know, there wasn't going to be a good meeting. Um, but it was definitely all, you know, very student driven with just a little extra push in the right direction if you needed it. Oh, that's great. It makes me think about kind of an overall theme that has come up in a number of my conversations uh, with faculty and other around the, this idea of discernment, right? And that discernment is a process. I think even in our conversation, what we're highlighting, and as you were was speaking about, Christian, and kind of the making adjustments and, and from year to year and, and going deeper, there's that element where we're seeing it right now with you, with you two, right? That we, these are the first two years of the program and that there's the program itself has undergone a process of discernment in fine tuning what will best be of help and service uh, in achieving its goals. And I like in, in also add to this idea of uh, those, those meetings with Dr. Bella or Mr. Marsh make me think of the ways that in the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius or in the spiritual tradition of Ignatian spirituality, you meet with a spiritual director or spiritual advisor to, as you go through. That person is not telling you what you're experiencing or what you should do. They're rather listening and trying to help you sharpen your focus. And I imagine that's probably a, a, a similar experience to what Dr. Bella and Mr. Marsh were doing, you know, and how helpful and important that is, not just as part of this process, right? But certainly in the collegiate experience, when I was involved in work at, at, at universities, I'd always say, you know, take the students, take advantage of the office hours, connect with the professors, help them help you shape your projects. And then as we go forward in life, right, that these are really life skills that we're able to be mentored by and learn from people who can give us the guidance, not to tell us what to think, but rather how to sharpen our ideas. Uh, so that we can live them more fully. It also makes me think a lot in just this conversation right now, uh, and I'm kind of thinking of how this, the Ignatian piece of all this, right? This idea of developing as leaders, which is part of our mission at Loyola. And I think this is a very clear example in this program of how uh, both of you and those involved in the, the program are being shaped to be leaders. It's these kinds of skills uh, in terms of meeting deadlines, of working with, with mentors or advisors, of formulating your own thought 
and following it through over an extended period of time. It's one thing to have a great insight in a moment. It's another to watch it over time and to see its limits and to develop it, right? And I, I, that's part of what I love about this uh, program and what I've heard from you so far. So I'll just ask you a little bit along those lines, are there other things that you might point to that are Ignatian about this program or relate to Jesuit education? I know both of you um, have a lot of knowledge and experience kind of in that area. Um, so it could be things that strike you from your experience at Loyola, things you know about what our mission is or, or other things that you might say that are particularly kind of within this Ignatian part of the Ignatian Scholars Program. Yeah, well, I think I could speak a little bit to your comment about um, discernment in the program. And I think that one thing that the Ignatian Scholars does really well is combine discernment with scholarship, both at this local level of like you're going through an individual process of capstone research, and then also at the macro level between years where your paper suddenly and your experience in the program suddenly contributes to the development of it, especially in these first formative years. And so the ability of each student to discern for themselves where their research project is going to take them and then use that scholarship to contribute to a growing body of work that's really coming out of the student body of Loyola, I think contributes to the mission and the um, the goals of a Loyola curriculum. Like we, we boast uh, a well-rounded education that uh, I think from the five pillars of the grad at grad uh, really lead to graduates who are not only these uh, well-learned students but also committed to justice um doing you know work in the writing center to help peers uh even if your uh workload is you know larger than it possibly ever is as a fall semester senior with college application processes and other things of that nature but i think that the program serves as a capstone to the Loyola experience in a way that gives back to the community, both directly in this service experience through the Writing Center, but also in the growing body of scholarship that each individual paper adds to. And I think that, um, I know I've talked to Mr. Marsh about the possibility of a future publishing program within the pro within Ignatian Scholars where uh, students would have the opportunity to have their papers uh, you know distributed maybe among the loyal population in a way that would let each individual experience have a lasting effect on the community and i think that goes a lot with ignatian uh, values and especially the mission of loyola so i really really believe that the program is a perfect um you know encapsulation of the Loyola experience and a good way to send some of the seniors off with a legacy that will continue to build yeah so you know i was just gonna you know mention that you know i i, I really agree with in the sense that it's a really great incorporation of the service and the academic aspects of Loyola, which are you know to me two of the most crucial elements of you know of the institution 
Um, and interestingly enough, um, you know, like Nick mentioned, uh, this year, and especially actually right now, Mr. Marsh and I, as well as a team of, of other Ignatian scholars from this past year are working on a, a publication uh, where we'll be able to put together, you know, 10 or so of the best, the very best papers that were produced this past year and, uh, you know, put them forth for publication so they can be distributed, um, you know, at, at different scales, whether they be, you know, at the, you know, school level or, you know, further abroad in different Jesuit institutions, that would definitely be the goal. Um, but yeah, that's definitely something that we're focused on now and we're in the process of designing the, the publication. So it's something that, that we're, we're definitely working on. Um, and I just wanted to speak to also the, you know, the original question was about the Ignatian aspects of, of the program. And, you know, Nick did a great job of breaking down the discernment part. Um, but just to get into a little bit of, uh, you know, the service in the, in the writing center. saying that the writing center in many ways, I think, surprises a lot of guys because, uh, you know, they think it's going to end up being kind of like a little bit of a drag. They have this additional responsibility on top of everything they have to do senior year. But I think it, you know, takes a little bit, uh, it takes guys a little bit by surprise because they realize that it's actually a really important lesson in maturity um, where they realize that they're now being looked to as, you know, somewhat of academic authorities on the campus where, you know, underclassmen are looking to them as an example of, you know, what real scholarship is. And, you know, of, they're really asking, you know, can, like, can you help me with this? And I think a lot of guys enjoy being able to guide a student uh, through the steps that they were walking just a few years before. So, um, you know, that's, that to me is one of the most important parts of the program and specifically speaks to the Ignatian identity of the program. And it's a big part of actually what uh, you know, I mentioned to uh, the Superior General when he, you know, came to Loyola in January, I was, uh, you know, part of the delegation that actually met with him. So, you know, we talked a lot about that and, and he really seemed to like that, that part of the program. That is definitely part of the servant leadership component of the program. Um, and as we mentioned about the, the, the publication, it's both to showcase the works, the, the best works from the school, but also to promote awareness of multidisciplinary potential in both the scholars and the faculty at Loyola. So maybe that's a process of discernment as well, where we start to see beyond traditional academic departments into broader forms of collaborative scholarship. And I hope the, the papers help advance that understanding of the potential in this kind of discourse at Loyola. Well, it was great to, to hear a little bit more, especially about that the writing center component, right? Because uh, it's easy not to, to be thinking about that uh, when we're talking about the program or to leave it to the side. But how much I love what you were saying, Christian, that this is a, um, an opportunity to, um, to really develop as a leader in a different way, right? Where you, you there in serving others are also taking on this leadership position that, that people uh, admire and look to. And how I think that there's throughout this, uh, an opportunity for discernment, uh, you know, as uh, Nick was, was speaking to, and we've talked about in the program as a whole, but I think maybe not always explicitly, but it sounds like in the process of going through this experience, there's a lot of internal personal discernment that happens too, right? There's a lot on your plate in terms of the, the, the college education uh, piece. And then also um, there's the, the, the pieces of, you know, like what, what is it that you want to commit your time and energy to? 
Uh, and I love the ways that this forms in the opportunity to be really be leaders through service. And then I'll turn us just to, to maybe a few com uh, comments on, on scholarship. Um, and that's that I think sometimes um, we don't always understand or think of scholarship is also a way of being of service, right? But I think that's what we were just talking about when we were talking about the publication and what you were talking about uh, as well, Nick, in this accumulation of knowledge. So, um, you know, I think I'd just ask you if there's something that you wouldn't mind sharing about your experience of scholarship, you know, of experience of this uh, research. And feel free to share something of like what you did in your own project. And if it fits something that you learned that you thought might be of, uh, you hope of help to others or insights that, that they're gained. So if, if you wouldn't mind speaking to this kind of topic of scholarship and that commitment. Yeah, well, I, I think that in terms of scholarship, I like to think of uh, two different metaphors. And the first one I was introduced to by Mr. Marsh, and that's that scholarship is this journey that you embark on throughout your life. And uh, at different moments in time, your experience with scholarship is going to be different. And uh, hopefully continuous and hopefully always changing you in a beneficial way. Uh, personally, with the Ignatian Scholars Program, my paper looked at um, the intersection of Jungian psychology with um, the expression of archetypes in mythological forms, uh, like religious texts um, and other forms of myth, and then the um, epistemology of postmodernism uh, in that these structures of truth as we had been defining them are being um, altered in a way that or questioned. And so uh, I looked a lot at the um, history of Jungian psychology, which in terms of the psychological literature is more spiritual at this point than scientific. And how to reconcile that with a growing um, public perception of like post-truth. Uh, and so that was, a, a, for me, almost this uh, spiritual paper uh, and Mr. Johnson, as I talked about earlier, helped a lot with that part because he has experience as a theology teacher. Um, and then in terms of my gr longer journey of scholarship, it marks, a very specific point in my education uh, of what I was interested in that uh, point in time and can really predict what I would be interested in the following year. I'm studying psychology uh, now. I'm most likely going to major in that, but I haven't declared yet. And I can see where my opinions about some of these things have changed, where my scholarship has taken me in new directions. And I owe a lot of that to the experience of meeting with my advisors and forming this um, long-term uh, capstone project. And then the other metaphor that I like to think of scholarship as is a conversation. And you're entering a conversation with other scholars when you engage in any form of scholarship and at any 
point in the process, like reading other people's work, um, making your own, giving feedback to peers. I think all of that contributes to this larger conversation of scholarship. And to do that at any point, uh, whether you're the one, you know, publishing work, reviewing it, or just reading it as a, a layperson is an honor in many ways. And so I think that um, those two metaphors have dictated how I view scholarship, both as this journey that is continuous and ever contributing to the change in myself, and then uh, a conversation with peers, with experts, with um, published writers and putting yourself into that conversation is something that is super valuable to me. Well, thanks, Nick. Those are great. I love that that image and, you know, the sense of a journey of the movement that you're going through and along and then the conversation really pointing to how much this is also a communal process, right, that we're engaged in this journey, in this scholarship with others. Uh, Christian, is there anything you'd like to, to say on this topic? Yeah, sure. Um, so, you know, like Nick, I, I also view, uh, you know, scholarship and, and as somewhat of a journey. And, you know, I've written many papers at Loyola, but I think finishing this journey, um, or rather, I'd, because honestly, it's not finished yet. Um, you know, we still have a lot of, you know, a lot to do. And I'll speak on that in a moment. But, you know, just going on this journey and, and, and you know, nearing the end and hitting, you know, very certain high moments of of the journey, like, you know, getting like a breakthrough idea, like in my bedroom at my desk and just like, you know, having that feeling of like, oh, like this is, this is like awesome. Like I've been thinking about this for hours on end and you, you just have like that breakthrough moment where you know, like, you know, the central, like, you know, axis where that, like the entire paper is going to revolve around or, you know, you finally outlined every single thing. You found like the missing puzzle in the outline, like, oh, I, I was missing a paragraph there that should have like plugged and, you know, you bridge the argument and it, and it like the, the, the pieces of the puzzle fall together. Um, moments like that really are, you know, are super rewarding in, in the journey that Nick was talking about. And, um, you know, I, I say that the journey isn't over yet because, you know, even though I personally have finished the paper, you know, I've submitted it uh, for review to Mr. Marsh and, and my other advisors, um, it's not over yet. And, you know, like I said, we're going to be publishing the papers and, you know, beyond just the, the, the physical, you know, incompletion, uh, it's also, I think, a journey that is going to continue far into the future because, um, you know, the topic that I was writing about has really influenced like my academic interests and it's something that I'm going to take with me to college. Uh, you know, I, I actually started, uh, you know, getting interested in my topic, which was surrounding like the ethics um, of advanced technologies, like trans, like it's, you know, the philosophy is called transhumanism, which is the idea that, you know, we can see uh, some major, uh, you know, human progress, uh, you know, via these different technologies, such as artificial intelligence at, at its highest levels, as well as genetic engineering, uh, and other forms of really advanced technologies that we're actually starting to see now here in 2020. And, um, you know, my paper was about going through and evaluating these different technologies and seeing whether the philosophy of transhumanism, which, you know, proposes that uh, basically these technologies are the future of humanity and that we must, you know, kind of follow them and develop them to their maximum potential in order to achieve maximum potential for our species. I was kind of going through and picking apart the different flaws that I saw uh, in that uh, different philosophy, you know, primarily the blind 
kind of belief that this is going to be a completely, you know, safe and, you know, completely error-free journey uh, dealing with these technologies and, you know, the erroneous conflation that I saw with technological advancement and advancement in human values and human nature. Um, so, you know, what the journey, you know, with that topic started, you know, a few years ago when, you know, ironically enough, I actually heard it on a podcast similar to this one. I, you know, Nick and Nick and I are common listeners to the Sam Harris podcast. And, you know, he had a guest on who was, um, his name's Nick Bostrom and he's a philosopher at Oxford and he's the director of the future of humanity Institute at Oxford. And they just had this, you know, fascinating conversation on artificial intelligence and, you know, the nature of intelligent life and the ethics of advanced technologies. And it just sparked my interest. Um, and, you know, I just kind of went with it and, and dug as deep as I could. And, you know, now I'm here with the finished paper. Thank you, Christian. No, it's, it's, uh, it's great to hear about your, your process and, um, your focus and also the, just that reality as you were sharing of how the journey kind of uh, unfolds with these multiple steps. And, and there's those moments where you get a little deeper and yet there's always these processes of learning more and adding more in. Is um, both of you were sharing too, I was very struck by the ways that uh, your, your topics and what you're working on uh, highlight what Mr. Marsh was saying before about the interdisciplinary reality of, of the work, right? And myth and psychology and technology and ethics and philosophy. I'd also highlight that just the ways that I think that that's knowledge, right? That the true questions of life need to be answered in an interdisciplinary way, right? That there's no one uh, discipline that will be able to answer all the questions. So just to the, what you were sharing, Christian, like we might be able to fin finish, figure out all the technology on something, but that doesn't answer the ethics or the philosophy of it. For real world uh, questions, we need interdisciplinary research and responses. And that I'll, I'll say is that's Jesuit education from the very beginning, right? where the early Jesuits went to the University of Paris, the premier university of the time, they all were graduates of that institution, something that very unusual in their time and context, and that they used that education, not simply in service of their own advancement, but rather in the service of others and of humanity, right? And I think that's very much at the core of just what you were talking about in your individual projects and the process of being involved in the Ignatian scholars. We're coming to the end of our, our time together, but I just wanna, I'll just open up here at the end if there's anything else that you'd like to add um, from what we've been talking about or something that occurs to you now as we've had the opportunity to share a little bit about the program and your own work in it. I would just like to take the opportunity to thank both Nick and Christian for their service as leaders in the program, to thank all the members of the Ignatian Scholars Program. As these guys have pointed out, it's a massive ask to get seniors who are already um, dealing with the college application process and in many cases, multiple AP courses to take on a pretty heavy academic extracurricular. Um, and also the faculty advisors, the faculty advisors who are busy with day-to-day -day teaching who take time out to help guide these scholars through the process. This program has been blessed with so much good faith energy that's come from the Loyola community. Um, 
I feel privileged to be part of the process and I feel honored to have so many people rally to the cause of the program. It's been very inspiring. So thank you to everyone. Thanks to Nick, Christian, everyone who's been involved in the program. To you too, Bob, you've been a great supporter of the program and, and this platform is, is a fantastic opportunity to, to be able to speak and reflect on what we've accomplished thus far. So thank you very much. Thank you, Tom. No, absolutely. I've admired everything that the program has done and I'm really glad that we've had this opportunity to, to come together and talk. I've admired uh, the work of both uh, Nick and Christian and, and all their dedication to the school and appreciate having this opportunity to, to hear just uh, how reflective they've been throughout the process. Um, anything else that you, you two would like to add? Yeah, I'll go ahead and say, you know, just a really big thank you to you, Mr. Marsha, you know, for the entire program. It's, it's really been, you know, a real, a real moment of luck for me to be at Loyola while, uh, you know, you're starting up this program. And, and it was, it was an honor serving as the president. I definitely learned a ton and, you know, it, it, it is probably like, you know, my most fulfilling extracurricular that I've done at Loyola, uh, you know, especially just because of the scope and, you know, the meaning, the meaningness, the meaningfulness of the project. Uh, especially because it, it fuses together, like Nick said, the the academic and the the service aspects of of Loyalist culture. And uh, yeah, thank you very much, Mr. Stefan, for for having us us all on. It was it was a pleasure talking with you. Yeah, and I'll I'll quickly add to that because Christian, um, in the next year, you'll see that your involvement in the program will not end. And uh, Mr. Marsh has been super generous to keep including me in in the loop on the program, and it really feels like I'm still there in a way and I want to thank Mr. Marsh and Mr. Stefan for having us here to have this conversation because it uh, helps me feel involved beyond graduation which I think is another pillar of Loyola's mission statement you know it's not like we once we leave campus we leave Loyola um, and that's been super important to me especially in my first year of college. So I feel great on, on behalf of Loyola that we've been able to, to offer some part of that experience uh, as we were all saying uh, as a result of Mr. Marsh's uh, commitment to getting this program uh, started to the faculty that helped contribute and to the tremendous work of the students like yourself who are part of it. So thank you all. It's been great talking with you today. Thank you. Thank you.